Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the link in the description. Ghost Maps. Entry 98. Jurong, Singapore. Father Aloysius gets up from his seat and tells me that he has to get going. It was, well, I don't know if it's accurate to say that it was nice catching up, considering the circumstances, he says. I chuckle mirthlessly and tell him that I know what he means. Father Aloysius is an old friend. I ask him to meet because before I was the sole collector of ghost stories, he and I shared an important conversation. I was assisting the previous collector at the time, and I had seen many, many horrible things. More than my then young mind was ready for. Aloysius was someone who was far more experienced with the supernatural than I was. So he sat me down one evening and over many cigarettes and cups of kopi, he helped me understand my fear. That it was natural. That it was even necessary. A lot of these creatures and spirits are happy to have their stories told with respect, he said to me. But some of these entities aren't as easy to placate and far older and more powerful. I've been seeing one of these entities recently. She looks innocent enough, just a little girl waving at me. But she was one of the last things that the previous collector had seen before he died. And if I had any doubt of how powerful she is, she's been sending me a message through my friends. The old interviewees like Neil, who over a couple of sessions shared with me his family's history with the supernatural. Peers like Keith and Alice, who are collectors in their own rights. All of them have had the same dream. I'm at a coffee shop, just like this one in Hauga. I'm sitting at a table and she's standing at the other end of the coffee shop, waving to me. Her fingers start to grow longer and longer. Her smile grows wider. 
her eyes. Her eyes offer glimpses of something that has been around for centuries. I'm not the first collector she's appeared to. The previous collector was one. His mentor was another. And the collector before him too. And all of them died not long after seeing her. But they were all very old at the time. And quite frankly, I want to put a stop to this tradition. You're different from your predecessors though. Aloysius tells me before he heads off. His voice offering me some comfort. Other spirits have actually communicated with you. They're not just stories or encounters. And they understand that you respect them. I don't know how that could help you. But if you're looking to break the cycle, then there might be something to that. He walks off just as my interviewee for this evening arrives. Ethan is actually here on behalf of his father. He's not elderly, but he also hasn't been in the best of health for a couple of years, he explains. Ethan's father spent most of his working life as part of the shipping industry. He used to be part of the crews on ships, and spend days or even weeks on end away from home. Ethan smiles when he thinks about how, no matter how long his father was gone, he'd always return with a souvenir for him. When his health deteriorated though, he transferred over to the port, where he worked until he retired, he says. The story his father wanted to share with me, however, took place while he was still part of the ship's cruise. As he speaks, I look around the coffee shop, still paranoid about catching sight of the little girl. When I don't see her around, I switch my recorder on and ask Ethan to start. From the beginning. (laughs) It was 2002. The crew that Ethan's father, Eric, was working with were a tight-knit bunch. They had to be. For most of the time, they were the only ones they had. They knew about each other's families about each other's favorite foods or pet peeves. Dad used to joke that they even knew what each other's farts smelled like. He laughs. The person that held this crew together? A man that everyone called Uncle Vivek. Vivek was a hardworking guy. But more than that, he was the father that the rest of the crew needed. When someone was feeling particularly homesick, Vivek was there to speak with him. 
when the crew was exhausted from a hard day, Vivek was there with cup noodles for each of them to help them unwind. Those cup noodles, in fact, were a bit of a trademark of his. Whenever there was some downtime, he always had a cup of noodles in his hands. Maggie Chicken Eric, he would say with a laugh. Best thing in the world, I tell you. In August that year, however, Vivek was in the middle of a job on the ship when he suddenly dropped to his knees and clutched his chest. Eric was nearby and helped rush him to get medical attention. The medical team did their best, but they couldn't save him. It would be a week before they would return to port in Jurong. Over the first couple of days, the crew were understandably somber. The senior members of the crew understood, of course, and didn't push matters. But on the fourth day, something started happening that would be a bit more concerning than jobs left undone. Eric was the first to smell it. He initially thought he was imagining it. It didn't help that he was alone in the bunks at the time, discreetly catching a quick afternoon nap. But when his colleague entered the bunk and stopped suddenly in his tracks, Eric knew that it wasn't just him. That unmistakable smell of chicken cup noodles. A third man entered the bunk and the scent disappeared. But soon, other crew members would catch a whiff of cup noodles in different parts of the ship, all places where Vivek would work. By the night, before they were scheduled to arrive at Jurong, pretty much everyone had smelled it. When they arrived at port, Eric and a couple of other crew members offered to help carry Vivek's body out of the ship. Dad tells me that they wanted to say goodbye as crew members before eventually saying goodbye at his funeral. Ethan says, After saying a few words each over the body bag which held Vivek, Eric and his fellow crew members gripped the bag but could not lift up the body. It seemed odd, but not that unusual to them at first. Maybe Vivek was deceptively heavier than they thought. More crew members happily volunteered to help. But no matter how many men tried, they could not lift up the body bag. One of the medical team fetched a senior member and told him what was going on. The man was particularly religious and started to pray over the body. He ended his prayer, though, 
with a message to Vivek. It's okay, Uncle Vivek. We'll be fine. Go home. The men tried again and were visibly shocked by how easily they could lift him up now. They took the body off the ship and true to the senior member's word, they helped to load him into the transport and sent him home. I know it's not exactly the scariest incident, Ethan says with a shrug. I assure Ethan that I don't collect frights. I collect stories. And his father's is a beautiful one. Ethan smiles. Thanks me for listening and heads off. As I watch him walk off, however... I notice that he passes by a queue of patrons lining up to order noodles. And there, just to the side of that queue, is the little girl again. (laughs) Once more, she waves at me. And I finally notice how long her fingers are. Someone in the queue turns around and obscures her from my view. When they turn back, she's gone again. I think back to Father Aloysius' words from earlier. And I think, I think I know what to do. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Huntu production created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray with art direction by Jolene Lim and recorded on Audio-Technica mics. on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.